Hey girl, hey. 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 I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So, initially start off as a slumber party uh, after a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> and then like, comes like, a slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> I'm LaShawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey, girl, hey. I am the Millennial Chick, Jerry Tipton. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, y'all. It's the Hey, Girl, Hey podcast on Urban Media today. Thank you so much for checking us out. We are live on Facebook. We are on Facebook because... We have a special guest. It's actually a couple minutes before seven o'clock, um, but either way, we are here, fresh off of a, a week off. I am your radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I am the chatter chick, LaShawn. And I'm y'all millennial chick, Jerry Tipton. All right. All hey, right, y'all. Jerry Tipton. So we have a special <laughs> guest who's going to join us tonight. His name is Terrell Johnson. Um, Terrell Johnson uh, is a special guest. As a matter of fact, what I did was I posted a question maybe an hour and a half before the show asking if there was anyone out there who could speak on the prison system, right? And asking about, okay, so asking about their experiences and expertise and stuff like that. So he's with CYF, Department of Human Services. He's also a grad student at Carlo. Um, nope, that's not him. That's somebody else. Wait, is it? No, this is somebody else that did that. Sorry. Oh, okay. Nope, somebody else. I thought he was yep. sending me his bio. Lord God. Okay, help me, Lord. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Okay. So Terrell Johnson is the founder of the Terrell Johnson Project. Reentry is everything. And it's based off of his story. He um he served 18 years in prison after being wrongly accused of murder. Um, he was sentenced to life in prison at the age of 18. Recently released a believe back in 2018, was a witness that lied. Um so he's going to tell more about his story. He's going to check in uh, at the half point. But first things first, we're going to talk about hot topics. But uh, being that we're on Facebook, please feel free to uh, share. Feel free to uh, post any questions or anything like that. We're going to have a good time. And we're going to be inspired. We may have another guest. Um, hopefully, my brother won't be too tired from his job to join us in uh, with, with this discussion because he relates to this subject as well with prison and the, the life after prison and stuff like that. So um, covering hot topics, did you all know, okay, you heard about um, Shock G from Digital Underground, right? Yeah. And you know that he passed away back in April. TMZ released, um, well, the medical examiner released the cause of death. It was drug overdose. Hmm. Yeah. And what was crazy was like everybody, you know, who heard the story was like, for real? Like, like mm -hmm. anybody shocked. else would be like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is sad that mm -hmm. we think that way. But he died at a Tampa hotel from a deadly mix of drugs and alcohol. This according to the medical examiner. A rep from the office tells TMZ that the digital underground rapper died from an accidental overdose of fentanyl. Uh, alcohol, ethanol, and methamphetamines. Wow. He was found oh, unresponsive geez. in his hotel room, hotel room back in April. Uh, no outward signs of trauma. He was uh, last seen the day before he died by a hotel manager. They found and then found him in the room on April 22nd. So mm -hmm. he was young. Mm -hmm. He was still pretty young. He was like in his 50s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was a Humpty oh. Dance dude with the nose. Shock yeah. Shock G. He discovered uh, Tupac, too. Yeah. He was with yeah. them, you know. Wow, yeah. that is so unfortunate. It's, it's so sad. It's sad. A lot of our you know, great talent, you know, celebrities dying from drugs. I feel like they mm -hmm. die more from drugs than any other cause of death, you know. If not drugs, um, then street life. Then street, right. In the street mm -hmm. life. Right, right. Those are like the top two things. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, I don't know, like, sometimes it makes me wonder, like, whenever you, like, if you're famous or whatever, those drugs that are being introduced to you mm -hmm. at, at, like, a young age or whenever you first come in, you know, like, who, like, 
who is doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like knowing mm-hmm. that the, with the longevity and the effect of how it's going to be down the line, like who is doing this and why like drugs are like one of the biggest problems but in the world. Some drugs are cheap. I mean? And so it's easy to get. And when you're Very a celebrity, cheap. and when you're a celebrity, you got these people, these connections and you have yeah. these debates and you have to keep up with the lifestyle. You got to stay with the groupies and, you know, oh and that's God. the life. That's the life. And if you live that healthy, wholesome life, nobody won't be bothered with you. Um, and, you know, and it's yeah. easy for you to be sucked in, you know, Sean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? It, it's not... It, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But you you know what? Like during COVID, a lot of things happened to people, and some people went through bouts of depression, things like mm-hmm. that. So it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me when anybody like does a drug overdose because sometimes you just want to deaden the pain. And then it's mm-hmm. it's surprising to people because it's entertainers because they entertain and they're supposed yeah. to be up and energetic. But that's right. what they had, what they're really going through. So yeah. that's why it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, when people, whenever you hear all that, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe he couldn't, he didn't have anyone he can talk to, or, you know, he just didn't, he couldn't find anyone. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how the numbers happen. What I found, found was bad was that nobody really talked about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no nobody yeah. really talked about no his really life. Nobody about. really talked about what led up to that point. You know, shouts to Ish, my soror checking in. Mm-hmm. Shouts to Lydia Brock um, checking in and Tanel checking in. All right. Um, when and I, I saw this story, okay when people don't talk about it. that's oh, I'm business. sorry. It's personal. No, I think it's okay when but people he's a don't celebrity. Talk about it. That's his business. So it's nobody personal. covered it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like it this, wasn't like a lot of profiling. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. What does I that mean, say right. about it's, your it's celebrity cool though? Pretty... Your celebrity that yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know. But that's you know cool. I mean, something something she wanna keep private. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, because my thing keeps it keeps, it's going in and out to me. But um, okay. I mean that's cool. There's some things that you want to keep private, celebrity or not. You know, yeah. I mean that's not a good look for him. So maybe that's something he wants to keep private. I don't. Know. I mean, but once you're gone, you kind of don't have a hold on who talks about you after. I guess it it really does depend mm-hmm. on how you live. Mm-hmm. Depends on how yeah, you live. Does, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. So. I'm, I'm sorry someone is requesting that we make this public okay so it's not public when I saw this story I I was a little nervous on how I would comment so I'm just going to read the story first because I don't want mm-hmm. anyone to think that I condone this or I you know anyway so Chris Brown is finally speaking out about the Rihanna fight, the incident that happened, right? And he says that he was defending mm-hmm. himself. He discussed the inf- the mm-hmm. infamous fight in the Lamborghini between him and Rihanna. And, and it, he was talking to a private investigator that sat down with Vlad TV. And the investigator said that Chris was defending himself. Well, Chris Brown's private investigator sat down with Vlad TV. Um, and so the investigator also mentioned the leaked naked photos of Rihanna and Cassie that came out around that time. Rihanna thought Chris had leaked the photos and went to the DA demanding Chris do jail time. The investigator was charged with finding the source of the photos. He said someone hacked producer Rodney Jerkins phone and got Rihanna and Cassie's phone numbers. Somebody was really interested in getting this information. That hacker was then able to get into Rihanna and Cassie's phone and retrieve the photos. The investigator then took this information back to the DA to prove Chris was not the source of the photo. So I guess what the lead of the story was, the fight happened because Chris was defending himself. I hate, I kind of low-key believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe Rihanna was like, hey, yo, bah, 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 what you not going to do and blah, 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 blah. What you going to do, Chris? What you going to do? Your mama ain't this. You got you face. <laughs> and he was like, stop. All that stuff. I'm not playing. Get on my face. Stop playing. Stop, stop playing. Stop, 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 stop,
stop playing. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying it's right. <laughs> I'm not saying it's right at all. Not at all. I do not condone domestic violence or any toxic relationship <laughs> at all. But if I that was the case, happened. if that was the case, so my my mom had always told my brother, you know, don't hit a woman, but at the same time, don't let her beat you up either. Like you don't, you shouldn't be hit, walking around with black guys and stuff like that. But naturally a man is stronger than a woman. So I think we don't, we weren't in that situation. Everyone's response and opinion is different. You know, if that was the case, he was defending himself. There's other mm-hmm. ways that could have went about it. You know what I'm, that, that's how I see it. Like, no, you shouldn't let a woman hit you. No, you shouldn't let a man hit you. And yeah, I do believe in, you know, self-defense, but being that he's a man and that he's naturally stronger than her, I feel like those could have been other ways for restraints instead of marking her face up. That's how I see it. If you know that, and, and uh, someone says, uh, Chris has a problem with keeping his hands to himself. Yeah, yeah. From Kind of refrain from those types of relationships if you know that this person as a matter of fact um we're going to be doing something um later this month um my chapter is going to be doing something on toxic relationships so this would definitely be a topic of discussion um you know particularly with our teens so you know these things ain't cute just you know when you fight your boyfriend and stuff like that people think that's cute or they think it's that's love. not cute they it's think not it's cute sexy. and it's not love it's yeah, not I heard, I heard women too you know i went up in his face and i punched him blah 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 and i'm thinking anybody in their right mind is not mm-hmm. going to sit there and let you keep hitting on them so right. stop you know your natural reaction when someone is beating you up is to fight back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you so I'm not saying a man should hit a woman, but I'm saying a woman shouldn't hit a man too. So that's True. what I'm saying. True. Right. So, keep your hands to yourself. Keep your keep hands, your hands to, to yourself. You really yeah. should. You can't keep saying, you know, I, I went over and I swung on him and I beat him up and I just did it. No. Yeah. no. That reminds me of, remember you guys made the show uh, Teen Mom and they had brought this up. So the one couple that was on there the girl, she was like very abusive, like verbally and emotionally. And the guy was like, he was a bigger dude, taller. Um, and she, she was little, like in height or whatever. Um, but she was the aggressor. So she would always like talk really reckless and bad to him. And the one episode on the show, she was hitting him, like hitting him in his, like his shoulder, like his back when she turned his, he turned his back, hit him in the face, you know what I mean? And the producers didn't do anything. So they, uh, they had got a trouble about it. But after that episode, um, anytime the couple was about to fight, they broke it up and they, they would put like a disclaimer in the beginning of the show saying, we do not promote, you know, this type of, they had to come out with a statement basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but women are just as bad because they feel like because they're women, he's not going to hit me. You know what I'm saying? I'm a woman, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. just like how you said, it's just as bad. And I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes women take advantage of that because they're women, you know what I mean? And, yep. and if you're a really nice guy too, mm-hmm. like, like how right. the guy was on the show that I was talking about, they'll do right. it, you know. So that that's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah, being a boy like that, that's limit. not good. Yeah, we all mm-hmm. have our limits. And so, I know if somebody's pounding on me and hitting me, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. So yeah. Well, I'm, I will be going to prison. So <laughs> I just want y'all to know where I'm mm-hmm. gonna be. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting it be note. Yeah, yeah. And orange is not my color, nor is cranberry. No, it isn't. it's and not I my color at all. I don't like front. them gray sweatsuits and them little ugly flip flops. So numbers I'm in the front and back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it yeah, ain't my driver's cute. license number, my social security <laughs> number, and my phone number, <laughs> don't put that across right here. Uh, uh, that, that, you know, I want to never forget. I'll never forget. I may have shared this with you, but there was one time I, um, I this was early in my relationship, and I was mad at Fred, and I smacked him, and and he looked at me, and the look that he gave, I was like, oh, he's grown. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just back out gracefully. Like, my bad. I'm sorry. He was like, are you mm-hmm. out of your mind? He looked mm-hmm. at you like, but, but you know, he's six two, six, you know, and he's you know, he's a big dude, and he's like, hey, look, Pretty he didn't even have to do two. nothing. He's what? Pretty anyway. Muffy says, shouts to Muffy Mendoza who's checking in. I ain't messing with her. Hey, this is Muffy. just especially for parents of boys. You don't want to encourage them to hit girls, but you also don't want to send the message that it's okay for them to be abused. Right. It's a tough balance. It really is right. because you, you know, as a mother to a son, my advice to my son was don't hit girls, but don't let them hit you. Right. I yeah. mean, he has to, he has to, um, he has to uh, protect himself as well. Absolutely. What is she pulling out? Bag. You know he's what not I mean? Like, bag. He's not, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, so she say, can really in, intend harm, you know? Someone mm-hmm. in doing that harm to you, you know, physically, mm-hmm. you know, you have every right to protect yourself. Every yeah, right. You always say if you can't dish it, you know, if you can't dish it out, if you can't take it, don't dish it out. So right. if you cannot take the beating, don't give one. Right. Right. I know. That's all I'm saying. Stay cool. We got another one. My phone is acting up. I'm sorry if I'm out of it and all over the place. I'm trying to stay on task. Um, Boosie Badass is back in the news. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know what we're doing with this guy, but I only added him because who's that? Boosie Badass. Lil Boosie, you. Boy, what did he say? He said so much. Is he from he North Side? Past, past North few years, huh? He from the North huh? Side? Oh, no. no, he's a rapper. What? What? Okay, so <laughs> he's from he said <laughs> he discussed different ways that black men and women date white people. Why are we talking about this? Because it's funny. A white man, you see him in the airport, he got the baddest black bee you see in three years, he jokes. But the black dude got a white girl who looked like an M who looked like MF and Miss Piggy. I don't understand that ish. I swear to G, if we gone ish with the white girls, we gotta do better. Like you were struggling, you said, because I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, I represent many things and I'm just trying real hard not to. He also discussed colorism, touching on Sammy Sosa and Serena Williams bleaching their skin. I posted Serena like, bruh, Serena, we need you right now. We need your face to be black. We need your face to be black, like for real. I did not know she bleached her skin. skin. Or did they just, um, Whenever they do pictures of her, do they just touch up the color? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know that makeup I don't think sometimes. That, I don't think that the white women look like Miss Piggy, but I will tell you that yeah, some of these celebrities that date these women, all the women look the same. Absolutely. They all get the they same all face, look the, the same, same body, They all got the, the same lace front. They got the yeah, same hair. booty. They got the same snatched waist. They got the same eyebrows. They got the same pouty lip. They have this, they're the same mm-hmm. size, same boob size, same booty size. They all look the same. All that's them, why they all look respect, the same. That's why I respect celebrities who date the women who they were with before the fame. The natural Samuel Jackson. Kendrick Lamar. Denzel Washington. Um, yeah, Denzel Washington, LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like beautiful, natural black women. You know what I'm saying? Not the you know, Instagram model video type females, you know, like that's a different type of pretty, you know what I mean? But nothing can compare to a natural beauty, you know, face and all. Like, I mean, like who you like, but change that a little bit. That's all I'm saying. So, all right. So we do have a guest. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, He has to check in. So hopefully uh, Terrell Johnson will check in with us. Uh, hopefully he's not the person that's been trying to get in under a different name and I blocked him. So <laughs> probably him. no, because my page got hacked before. What's my your, bir- uh... I had a birthday party. I had a virtual birthday party, and I had been sipping. And we Craig, weren't I had invited. invited. I, 
Yes, you were. I had invited Craig Melvin from the Today Show and Craig Melvin via Twitter. And Craig Melvin was like, sure, send me the link. And my dumb behind sent it publicly. Somebody logged on and drew a big penis on the screen. I don't know what they gained. I don't know what they gained from that. But it was trolling. I guess so. Uh, so we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna get into uh, our, our next our next subject, our next topic. So be right back. It's the Hey Girl Hey Podcast for our media today. Operation Better Block is a nonprofit organization serving the Homewood community of Pittsburgh since 1971 through programs for housing, financial literacy, employment, community engagement, and economic development. Operation Better Block strategize, organize, and mobilize block by block to benefit the Homewood community. For more information, log on to obbinc.org or call 412-731-1908 today. Hey, girl, hey. Hey. This is the Hey, girl, hey podcast on Urban Media Today. Shouts to folks checking in on uh, on Facebook. We have a guest, uh, Terrell Johnson, who's going to be uh, checking in with us. Uh, he is the founder of the Terrell Johnson Project. Reentry is everything. And uh, before he checks in, we're going to talk about um, the reason why I wanted to have him on. My brother um, was has recently was recently uh, released from prison. He uh, he served a twelve year prison sentence. Um, so he's been in he's been in for pretty much half his life. So he missed a lot of um, real life events, you know, uh, high school graduation, prom, um, you know, driving lessons and, you know what I mean? Your first job and and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and even watching his kids, uh, grow up. And so not only does it take a toll on the, the inmate, the person who's actually serving time, but it takes a toll on the family. Um, you know, when they're incarcerated, we're incarcerated. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you all have family members or people that you know who are incarcerated and just what yeah. that, what you go through. I mean, the phone calls, the oh, yeah. money, put money yeah. on the books, the letters, they need you to send them letters. They need you to send yeah. money. It's uh-huh. a totally different world for people mm-hmm. who are um, incarcerated. And it's not something that I could even imagine. I can't mm-hmm. imagine um, and so for my brother to have served 12 years, um, when he got out to, to, to be, he was 18 at the time. So he's 18 when he gets out, you know what I'm saying? Because your age, right. you can't, there's no growth there. Yeah. Um, right. So if you can imagine what the world is like when you come out, it's overwhelming. There's social media. There's smartphones, there's Fire Stick, there's Indeed, there, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's so much um, yeah, there's, yeah. Mm-hmm. that happens that you don't have access to, you don't see it, and it's now there. And then you haven't been with anybody. The dating scene is different, mm-hmm. um, you know? Uh, and so it's overwhelming. When he got out, I, I saw the the fear on his face and immediately I wanted to just hold him and tell him that everything was going to be okay. But I don't know because right. Right. He now has to live a life as a felon. Yep. If you are a black man in America, that's one, but to be a black man in America, that is also a felon. That's another and you yep. are set up to fail. It does mm-hmm. not help you. The prison system tells the inmates to find their parole officer if they are let go, but they're on probation or on parole instead of telling them to go find a counselor. Because mentally, it's, it's, there, there's damage up there. Yep. They're not tell, they don't care. 
Yeah. Yeah. They don't care. They kind of feel like so, it's not their role to teach them. I mean, they have they have these homes and stuff that they come, they can go into after they leave the prison. Right. Um, but you know, those are just inundated with other prisoners. So there's not enough of those. And mm-hmm. it's just sad. They were doing a study like from, from high school, the pipeline, and it's mm-hmm. from like high school to prison. For prison to pipeline. pipeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what is out there for them? And so much do change. I think, I think the one thing they're starting to update things in pres- prison because I, I think they can get emails now. How yeah, yeah they can go on that? computers and stuff. They have, they, uh, like, they have, um, or back is iPads. that though? Email? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they have like it's tablets kind of one of those. Something. I've seen tablets. Uh, they have tablets. Tablets, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the go train of thought is like you did, you did the time and, and so you don't deserve these luxuries, but how many right. black men are in jail for, you know, crimes they didn't crimes commit. Crimes they didn't commit. You know, mm-hmm. and they get, they have to deal with that. And, and so it's, it's pretty sad. It's, pretty mm-hmm. sad, but, you know. All right. Yeah. So Terrell spent 18 years in prison um, being accused of murder. Um, he, it was a, I guess the witness lied because she was trying to get herself out of trouble. Um, and he served 18 years and he, he fought his case, um, ever since. So he was released, I want to say in 2018, uh, he was originally sentenced to life without parole. Wow. Life without parole, uh, lack of evidence. There were two other people. Um, on his case or uh, was involved in his case that um, I think like they got like lesser sentences like five Mm -hmm. years 10 years there but he got sentenced to life without parole Um, and I just I just couldn't imagine and there was a program that had helped him helped him get out but it also caused him to start the uh, the Terrell Johnson project reentry is everything so mm-hmm. I don't know where Terrell is. <laughs> you know, I like, where is he? <laughs> I've been hitting him up. I don't know who this person is. This is, this is kind of embarrassing on my end, but um, no, I've been, I don't know who the person is that's in their waiting room and I don't want to let them in because I don't know if it's him or not. Tell them to identify themselves. Like, who are you? Who sent you? I don't know if you who can. You I don't oh, you know can't? if you can. Maybe it know. is home. Uh-uh, then there'll be a penis flying across the screen. <laughs> do you have um do you have a person uh in prison? Like have you had to deal with that? Oh yeah. Jerry LaShawn. Oh Lord girl. Yep, mm-hmm. I have, and it was crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he was in jail for six months. And like he said, when they're in jail, you are too. Going down there two days a week and crazy thing what so yeah going on there to see him someone you were dating someone I was dating yeah back this was back in 2018 and um it was just mentally and emotionally exhausting I mean they want to talk on the phone all day the phone calls are five dollars per call so putting money on the phone putting money on the books you know oh yeah five dollars per 15 minutes I calculated and um to be honest with you he was the reason I got a second job because I couldn't afford everything with one job. You know what I'm saying? I just got my new car. So I'm paying a higher car note on top of it. So I'm like, I need extra income. I can't afford this, you know? Um, So I was doing that for six months. And even when he got out of jail, he kind of got a job right away. So there was this program, like, well, I helped him make an Indeed account, was in his Indeed account, helping him find jobs for felons. And he got a job but they were only paying him minimum wage and he wasn't getting you know a lot of hours so I was still helping him out with money you know after too so the after part you know effect of being in jail is just as bad because they either don't have a job trying to find a job can't get one get a job and they're not getting paid enough so that's helping them get on their feet is a progress you know process so it, it's a lot it is a mm-hmm. lot mm-hmm. I, it's I've been through that and yeah. there's it was it was a lot <laughs> it was yeah I mean I, I haven't dated anyone that was in jail but I remember my brother he went to jail for something he didn't do 
and trying to get that case thrown out was unbelievable. Yeah. To get the case thrown out? Yeah, it was it was like a it was and then they got these like pretty jacked up DAs who keeps telling people take a plea. That's all they do. They come inside of those um you know what is it the court appointed um ones that they have when you get there. Mm-hmm. That they're they're famous words for everybody is take a plea because they don't want to fight it. They're like, yeah, take a plea. Yeah. yeah, take a plea. You know, you did it. Just tell them. My brother was like, no, I'm not. I'm not taking a plea. And then you get some people that will call you these bonds person, and they'll be like, oh yeah, if you get me, I can get them out on this. If you give me this money, they're like, you know, shysters on every level. And so it's just you know it's politics all day long yeah but I've never I've never dated anyone in jail I mean I'm not I'm not uh you know not good with putting stuff on books though mm-hmm. yeah and so that whole I, thing you call it and you know I, I'm not built for it but there's people who are I'm not built for it people who like that. that's what that's who they date yeah mm-hmm. I believe that Terrell mm-hmm. is here mm-hmm. hi <laughs> <laughs> so you he got his name me. on his shirt and everything Let me just like tell that's you, you Terrell. Me. Terrell Johnson <laughs> the, the, diff, the different name you scared me because I've been I've been I've been victimized on on link on zoom before so what? I was scared yes yes a different name I didn't know I didn't know okay so you're here <laughs> thank god uh-uh. oh boy I was scared. I was a little nervous. I didn't know what we were going to expect today. I was like, oh. I don't need nobody drawing no more pictures, child. Mm -mm. (laughs) I will leave. I'll hit the leave meeting thing. All right. Time to go. Terrell Johnson, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. All right. So you have a full 30 with us. So why don't you tell us about yourself and then tell us about the Terrell Johnson project and re-entry. Is everything? Tell talk. us about it. I don't. I don't know how to do public speaking. Let's pretend talk. this is your YouTube channel. Pretend that. this is your YouTube channel. Because you have a YouTube it. channel and you be rapping and all that. So I ain't trying to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just tell us about yeah, yourself. She ain't your tell you. Okay. She ain't tell you. I ain't the one. Don't be playing with me. Uh. Uh-uh. Mm. Come on. Tell uh, us your what's story. Your, what's your? What's, what do you want to know? What do you want? What's your What's your story? Tell us about the project. What's the Terrell Johnson project? Reentry is everything. Everything. It's just my effort. Like I know a lot of people, they do the work on the front end. They say, "All right, let's catch them before they go to jail." But people are grown. They're going to make choices. I just want to like have something available for them after the bad choice is made. Because, you know, we're going to lose something to the system. It's not It's not really nothing we can do. People are going to rebel. They're going to feel how they're going to feel and go that route. But once they do that, let's give them an opportunity to really get it together. Jail is not for that. Jail is not going to help you get right. Mm-hmm. That's not what yeah. jail is going to do, right? I've watched yeah. guys sit there for 20 years, you know, and then just get released out into society. Not equipped with any tool, that, but that's not what jail was there for. It's really not that mm-hmm. they'll tell you that's about rehabilitation, but it's not that. No. So mm-hmm. to have something available after the bad choice, like an option, right? Um, that's what the Terrell Johnson Project wants to create. You know, it's a resource center with everything in it. I don't care if you are. You know, a, a, a sex offender. We're not going to discriminate. You need help. Like something's wrong. Like something's yeah. wrong. You need help, right? If you are a drug dealer, like there aren't any programs for ex-drug dealers. A place where you can go and talk about my addiction. Like I'm an ex-drug dealer, so I know what the what the life consists of, right? So yeah, like that. I don't know. That's yeah. So is it already happening, or are you in the process of building it? I'm in the process of building this. This is my work. Like this is what okay. I'm. I decided that my contribution could be because there's a lot of places to jump in at. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of work being done. I just had to find something that that can be personal for me to build and right. say, you know, with my second chance, I'm going to live my life. You know, because I got a second chance to live. But I at least have to give something back. You know, to the experience. You know, because I know what's needed. Right. So that's that. 
Well, I, I wanted to have you on. I, I knew you were in the waiting room. And now I know that you were in the waiting room. So you kind of heard, hopefully, me wanting to bring you on and to have the, to talk about this because my brother, I was hoping that he would join me to join us today. But, you know, he's been working, so he's a little tired. When he came out, it was just so overwhelming. Um, and it was hard for him to kind of grasp. I don't want to say grasp reality, but it was hard to grasp reality. What do mm -hmm. I do first? The pressures of trying to mm -hmm. get back into the swing of somewhat of a normalcy. So Terrell, what was the biggest struggle for you when you that you faced when you were released? Because it's, you know, everybody's celebrating, everybody's happy. It's on the news and everybody's happy for you. But then when it gets quiet, mm -hmm. what I happens in your head? I, I think for me, I just didn't realize how how much I had grown and how much people were really stuck in that same place that they were before, you know, things happened. The years went by. I came home and I, you know, I, you know, you begin to fantasize and create a reality. Like it's going to be like this when you go home and if I ever get a job, and then you get home and it's just like, hold up. Like mm -hmm. you was like you was drunk when I left. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, like, really, the hood, the cycle of the hood hasn't changed. So, here you right. are now, developed, you know what I mean? Wondering, like, where do I fit in? Because you really don't know where to apply this, what you've right. learned, except in a white, you know, society. Because now, you, like, you really, like, now you're where they're at mentally, you know what I mean? Because they, mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't shut up. No, no, no you like when you come home you're not in the same space you don't fit yeah. what we do what, what what ultimately happens for most of us we end up trying to trying to force you know what i mean so we meet these new people and we make them pay for stuff that they don't even know you like they don't even know you like they have no concept of what your reality is you were just right. in jail for you know 10 years five years whatever it was you weren't really here right so mm -hmm. trying to help people understand it's i don't know i don't know you're we're somewhere else when mentally and emotionally um think challenges that i faced People think that I'm cold and I'm saying it's not that I'm cold. I just, I haven't developed in the same space as you. I don't know right. what that, like, I don't know what, what your birthday is to you. I'm not tapped into that. You know what I mean? So forgive me. I, I like it. ice cream and cake. Like I do. I like ice cream and mm -hmm. cake, but the emotional side, I've had to bury that for so long. Like it's not, those are not relevant feelings. So to be back out in society, it's just like, what do I do? Like, how, how do I, how, how do we adjust? I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think there is an adjustment. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think we can get back to a space where it feels normal. You know, like I don't, you can't tell ever? a rape victim ever. I don't yeah, tell a rape wow. victim that one day, tell, tell a rape victim one day that, you know, it'll feel normal. You know what I mean? The things right. that happen to your body, it'll, it'll one day feel normal and you'll just, you'll, you'll live a normal life. It's not realistic. You know, like that's not, yeah, like, like, but it's not for you to carry it in your everyday, like every, every guy that you meet, like, Hey, I've been raped before. Like, no, nah, it's not, it's not that. It's just like, you have to learn how to manage. Like mm -hmm. we have to, I've, I've encountered guys who are alcoholics. I've encountered guys. Nobody's gone back to jail. They're just trying to cope. Like, it's, yeah. yeah mm -hmm. so, Do you know. have group? Do you have meetings with former inmates? Like, do you meet with them? Just kind of connect with them? Yeah, and that's how I know the things that I that I do know. Um, we've tried to stay in contact with each other, but I've watched the decline of each. I've watched mm. a couple pass away. Nobody, none of them, only one of them that I've done a lot of time with has went back, you know, went back to prison. No, two guys went back to prison. Um, one down in county jail, one actually went back, you know, upstate. And, um, you know, for the most part, man, we're just non-existent out here, you know, mm -hmm. like for a long time, I just watched all of the, all of the uprisings, the groups and the people who were, you know, injustices and, and they would call me and ask me to speak. And I'd be like, I'm not the guy for you. Like, that's mm -hmm. not because you're, you're like, you're fighting it from your angle. Like, that's how you see it. And I'm saying, 
them whiteys are right where like you're doing exactly what they set out to do. Like you're not going to change that. What you need to do is figure out how to maintain, how to manage your space because you're not changing what them white folks then did. They fought to be in that position. They gave it all like on a battlefield. They fought to be in that position. They're not giving it up. Like why would they? But the minute that you step outside the line, right? You start selling drugs. You know, for whatever your motive is, man, you set yourself in opposition to them because they told you not to do it. Like they told you not to do that. You did it, so now you got to pay the consequence. Go to their facilities. All right. Once you're in the facility, after you've done like you know majority of the time, say if you got a fat of ten, when you got a year to your minimum, then they'll start putting you in programs. Mm-hmm. What? Like, what did that just do? Like, what what type of parent are you? <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. type of parent mm-hmm. are you? Right when I'm about to get out of punishment, that's when you want to start talking to me and trying to right. read my behavior. That it's just trying it's to not- undo what nine years did. So thinking yeah. that you're gonna be rehabs, it's only to mm-hmm. save them though. It's only to say, yeah. well, we did it. Speaking of that, I'm sorry, guys. I'm so intrigued in the story. We voted, I know I did, to stop um, solitary confinement mm-hmm. at the ACJ. But then I read um, an article saying that the ACJ doesn't call it solitary confinement. They call it something else. So does that mean that they're going to still exercise whatever that practice is <laughs> because they don't call it solitary confinement? No, how you're going to have the whole regardless. Like, it's not mm-hmm. going anywhere. You're going to have your disciplinary units. That's probably the fluffy way they said it. They got a disciplinary unit, right? Something about a housing. Like, it was housing something. Yeah, like, yeah. come on, man, it's the whole. It's the same thing. There's a guideline. If you, if you mess up in general population, we have to have somewhere to put you, right? Outside right. of general population, every facility has to have a measure like that. Because right. there are some disciplinary actions that have to take place. You're a risk. They're going to say you're a risk to yourself and others. We have to contain, further contain. The whole is not going nowhere. They can tell the mm-hmm. general public whatever they want you. Like, I've been in there. So I know that there's some people that are really retarded. <laughs> like, they mm-hmm. really need medication and stuff. Right. It's like, come on, man. You can't. You can't. When you get them back there in that isolated place, you, right. you, you want to do wrong stuff to them. That's not yeah, your job. That, I, I feel like that makes it worse, you know, with them being in the in the hole, you know, it does something bad enough you're in jail, but then when you're by yourself in that small little space and you, right. your mind's not right, you know, like it just, it really does something to your mental. I could, I could only imagine. I, I never right. forget when I saw um, When They See Us, is that the movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The show, uh, yeah, exonerated yeah, five, and the one uh, I can't remember his name. It, it escapes me, but the one that actually served the time, and he was in, and he reminded me of my brother. He looked, mm-hmm. I mean, just how he looked, and I cried because it was just to leave somebody in that small space with mm-hmm. their thoughts all day, all not day. Sure, yeah. and you have this little wall. That's the one thing that people don't, like, we only know, we know the prison system from movies, the news stories or whatever they want to show, and, and you know, whatever reality TV, but we don't really know what's the thing that we don't know about right. the prison system, mm-hmm. Terrell. Like, what's something we need to know? We don't know this stuff. Um, you need, I mean, I would say... We need to know all of it because it's a, it's it's not. It, I mean, just I don't know. You need to know all of it because it's 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 an investment. Society, we as a society should be making an investment in that. Those are our family mm-hmm. members who have messed up. That's all it mm-hmm. is. Like they messed up, so we should have a hand in their development. Like it's not over for them because they made a mistake. That's all it was. They made a mistake. Um, they thought that this was a way to get wherever they were trying to go. Mm-hmm. And you know, we as a society said, no, nah, that's not the way. We all have to travel this route. They chose, you know, they just, they stepped outside the line, but it's not over for them. You right. know? So it's like, we should know everything that's going on with, with, a, with a system like that. Like, like school systems, right? 
when when your kid messes up in school, you it's your responsibility as a parent to go up there and check to see what's going on with your kid. And you know your kid is bad. You know going mm-hmm. well, your kid is bad. You sit them out the door looking like that. That ain't the, it's it's wrong. But that's not for us. It's like we shouldn't give up on them because they messed up. Like so, we should know everything. You know what I mean? That that those jails are. It's like glorified social work. That's what they, right. those guards should understand that you signed up to help, not to hurt, not to re- re- restrain, like or oppress. That's not why you're here. Right. That's it. Like I don't know. I had a different experience, and I want to say that I had a different experience than a lot of other people while I was incarcerated. You know, right. it's kind of like mm-hmm. I was on the outside looking at all of this stuff, just like taking notes, like a one day tell on you, busted. Like that stuff is horrible. When it, you it really um, is. when you first got sentenced, uh-huh. did you knowing that you didn't do it? Did you ever feel like you weren't ever going to get out? Knowing how our justice system is, but did you just feel like it's done with? I'm not, never going to get out. My initial thought process, yeah, because I already had, you know, a black mentality that it's always, right. always going to be bad. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm never going to, I was already carrying that as a youngin. So this happened is like one more thing that proves to me oh. it's always going to be bad. But mm-hmm. I had a, you know, I, I, I for once caught a break and, you know, uh, um, a lady who I was only dating for six months, man, she stepped up and I had the presence of mind. It's so crazy because I had the presence of mind right there in court to ask her, like, what you going to do? So I turned around to her, I'm like, yo, I'm about to get booked. Like, I'm, they about to convict me. I'm like, what you going to do? And she was like, I'm riding. And that's what she did, man. She stuck with me, man, for 18 years. Like, wow. never left. Wow. Never left. She is a, she's like very, like, very much a part of the reason why I'm home. For real. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, what? to answer your question, I wasn't allowed to think that I was there for the rest of my life. Like, I was never right. there. Right. You had someone there to help you get through and who fought, you know, with you, you know, everything. Yeah. What do you, what type of advice would you give to women who are dating men who are in jail? Before you got on. Keep your eyes wide open. Keep your eyes wide open and don't don't fall for none of that bull crap. If you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to ride, ride. If you're going to leave, leave. Right. Straight up. Like that's that's the hands down. That's the best. Like, don't believe me because he in fantasy land. You know what I mean? And it's not that he lying to you. He just trying to live through the wire. That's all mm-hmm. he's trying to do. You feel what I'm saying? He's trying not to break. He's trying to have some sort of normalcy. That's all he's. Is that what got do. you through? How uh, did you get man. through? How did you get through 18 years? Ah uh, man, I t- how did I, you get I, through it? I, I like I said, my experience was different from a lot of people. I was never incarcerated. Like I was going through. Like that was my that was my training camp. So it was just like I like it wasn't even 30 days before. I came in contact with somebody who ministered what I now know to be the gospel to me. I took it serious right then and there, and I walked that path the whole time. Like, I never took my eyes off of that. I put that Bible to the test. I promise you, like, every part of it. Like, it wasn't no, oh, the white man's religion. Nah, I got a Quran. I got the Catholic book. But, like, everybody, I had my, I had my wife send everything. Like, yo, I need all of that. She looking at me like, no, that's that's the devil. <laughs> I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. if this is how we're gonna walk, if this is how we gonna walk, I need to read everything and I devour all of them books. And I came to the conclusion that yo, I'm I'm rocking with, you know, I'm rocking with Christ, man. We're gonna do it this way. And it worked. Okay. Uh, how do you feel big, like uh, go ahead, Jerry? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Now, I was gonna say, how do you from when you first got sentenced up until now, how do you feel like you've changed and you've grown? How do I feel like I've changed? Mm-hmm. I'm still a Have big you? kid. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm still a big kid. I ain't let them yeah. take nothing from me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, I can't, I can't unknow the things that I know. You know, mm-hmm. no matter how much I try to bury it or try to deal with it. Like I've seen too much. I know too much from the streets mm-hmm. to corporate America, to them prisons, to uh-huh. relationships. Like I know too much, man. And, it, and, and it's just like, it hurts at times because I want us to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, 
I want us to get it, man. You know, but I don't want us to have to go through what I went through to get it. For real, right. For real. You know, like, you know, it can It sounds to me as if like your faith was a big part of you not living in the right. walls of prison. Like you, your faith. It sounds like to me that it kept you. Like there's some people that are in prison by their mind and by their yeah. thinking, and yeah. it just seems like yours just was not yeah. an imprisonment. Like you thought yeah. beyond yeah. that. I, I, yeah, because it's like that's how they would have got me. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there was times, no lie, there was times where I was reading my paperwork so much that I start questioning, like, "Dang, did I black out? Like, was I really involved?" Because there was such a a story that was written about me, and I was unidentified. Like I didn't have anything to right. stand on. You know what I mean? Like right. I had no principle, no nothing. I was just nineteen years old. So it's like, dang, man. I got to gravitate towards something for once in my life. I took the time to study it, to figure it out. I accepted it and I walked in it and I never took my eyes off of it. And it worked. Yeah. yeah. But there was like, don't get me wrong. Like I was, I, I believe I took somebody's word and I believed it and I made it my life. But there was times where like my friend had asked me like, well, what if God's answer is no? What if you got to stay here for the rest of your life? Of course, my first mm. natural reaction is, man, God ain't with that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not dying in here. And he was like, what if? And I said, man, I hope in that moment, man, I stand strong, you know? Right. How strong was your uh, support system while you were in jail? Oh, man, because I, it was, it was amazing. I had to visit every week for 17 years, eight wow. times. Oh, every wow. week, like every, like I'm not exaggerating every single week. There wasn't, and if I didn't have a, a if, no, every week, every, every week. Yeah. Yeah. So That's it awesome. taught me, and it taught me lessons of, 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 like, I couldn't be selfish. You know what I mean? Like where I learned how not to be selfish from being selfish, <laughs> you know, as a child, I, I, I had something of value, you know what I mean? And it was like, okay, I got to learn how to, you know, hold on to this. So I had to give up some, some, some anger, some sacrifice. Like I had to sacrifice my anger, which would have landed mm -hmm. me in a hole, which would have affected this person. I couldn't get visits. So I had to give that. Right. She was nice with it. Like she was nice with it, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, her, oh her. that was crazy. Yeah. But oh, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah. That's Terrell, what is the, what is the biggest mistake that former inmates make once they're out? I mean, the easy response would be getting back into the streets, but what's the biggest mistake? Nah, I didn't even, that's not even a mistake. That's stuff that was, that's still in their heart. They never let that go. But the yeah, biggest that's mistake, true. Yeah, they sure. never let that go. They didn't, jail didn't rehabilitate them. Um, well, uh, jail yeah. doesn't rehabilitate. Huh? That's they, not no, the job of the system to rehabilitate. They need to stop that. They need to stop that, uh, calling it the criminal justice system too. I don't even know what that term means. This is the dumbest stuff I've ever heard in my life. Criminal justice, <laughs> there ain't no justice for criminals. Stop playing, man, what y'all really fighting for? But that's on the side note. <laughs> that's on the side. <laughs> that's on the side note. But the biggest mistake, um, ah, man, I got, I got two good ones. I got two good okay. ones. Thinking that having sex that first time is going to wipe all of everything you just went through away. That's a misnomer. Mm -hmm. Can you say that again, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. That's true. Can you say That's that again, true. please? That's your, because we, as question. soon as someone gets out, that's yeah. the first thing they're home with. We're going to get you some bun. We're going to get you some you cheeks, are, man. Yeah. We're going to take uh -huh. you to the strip that's club. That's the first thing. First experience is, in the go world. ahead. Go ahead. Let me tell you. That's the dumbest. <laughs> like, I tell anybody, don't do that, bro. Wait. Just wait. Light you some candles. Take you a bubble bath. It'll, it'll be like, <laughs> uh, yeah, just chill. You know what I mean? Because it's going to come. You fresh out. You fresh meat. So um, the second thing I would say, man, is um, not just taking the time to breathe, you know, and and and, yeah. and, and taking it all in, you know. I, I was a, that was a mistake that I made. You know, there was a lot of cameras, a lot of there was a lot going on at the time, and I I didn't have the presence of mind to just step away or take my wife and say, you know, what I mean, let's go for a walk, just me and you. Like, let's. I didn't have that. I just got caught up. She got caught up, and you know how that situation ended. Yeah.
why do you feel like um, past inmates who were in jail and go right back in? Because I've had family members um, who got out of jail and mm-hmm. will go right back within a couple months, you know, or in mm-hmm. a couple weeks, rather. Why do you feel like it's so hard for people like that to stay okay. out of prison? Um, I would say mostly because their mindset hasn't been challenged. Jail doesn't, jail doesn't, especially after you've done it once or twice, um, you see what, what's available to you there, you know? It's just like some guys, man, they develop a mentality, mentality like, you know, I'm better off in jail anyway. You know? Right, they only, right. And they, and they, they thrive better inside of that structure. They want Absolutely. structure. All people yeah. want structure. It's just we rebel against certain structure, especially when we start identifying it as the white folks. You know what I mean? That just um, gave us something to rebel against. Take that away from it. You know what I mean? Strip that away. Stop being able to use the white man and say, well, what about your family that you affected by that choice that you're making? Take the white man out of it. You know what I mean? Even if you want to say he put the drugs and the guns and all that in the community, there's a whole pile of it right there. If you go pick it up, you're not going to affect that white man. You're going to benefit him. The people you're going to affect are sitting right here, sitting right here. Do you really want to put that gun in your nephew's hand? Because without you being here, that's the route he's going to take. Like break all of that down and then give him a choice. But we don't have a choice. We don't, be- well, we don't believe that we have a choice. So mm-hmm. for us going back and forth to jail was just like, first thing you get from your man is a package, an option to get a package, an option. Your man's first thing he want to do is get you some clothes, some coochie, and a package. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's my love. That's how we know how to show love when our mans mm-hmm. come out of jail. We don't give him opportunity to work at a barbershop or own a barbershop. You know what I mean? Like we don't give we, we don't have that resource waiting for him. We, we mm-hmm. give him what we have, which is this package. <laughs> like that's that's what we got. That's our love. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. But what if that same person came out and he had the package because he's always going to have that as an option, right? But what if he had three, four, five, six other options? Like, what, what if? You know what I mean? So that's why guys go back to jail because that wraparound, it's like the parole man is not going to keep you out of jail. Right. Jail is right. not going to keep you out of jail. Like, probation, mm-hmm. parole, that, they're not gonna, that's not going to keep you out of jail. That's not it. Like, I know dudes who are literally in there throwing dookie and piss on guards and they have dates. Like they're going to get released out into society. What chance do they have? Like, mm, yeah. that's what, like they're doing it because they know that they're not going to survive. Right. Right. Yeah. Not, a, that's a hell of a way to think. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, dang, that's a hell of a way to think. I'm not going to survive if I get out. So I'm going to just stay in here. Right. It was like that. Um, you know, I watch I watch little movies, and you know, Shawshank Redemption, right? Yeah. And it was Brooks, Definitely. and and Brooks came out, and they they found them jobs, and Brooks was working at a grocery store, and he was like, "I gotta go. I'm getting ready to go to the bathroom." The guy said, "You don't have to tell me that you got it. You're getting ready to go to the bathroom. Yeah, said, just go." Right. He was so used to structure and people right. watching him and doing stuff, so he ended up killing himself. And then I'm not Brooks didn't kill himself. The other dude killed himself before. I've never seen this movie. Thank you. You got to see Shawshank. Watch it. I ain't going to watch it now. But, but, oh, it's a good one. They would, they would kill. The thing is, he would, they would kill themselves afterwards because they didn't. After, yeah. They, mm-hmm. they were That's still in jail. Up. Like in their mind, either killing themselves or going back to jail was better than being out. Was better than. Free mm-hmm. Because they didn't know yep. freedom. If you That's know true. that I've been, I've been going around with like, friends and family members. I just visited a family member in Harrisburg who was locked up. He's living in a motel slash project complex. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Drove up there. It, like I went to go stay. I, I was going to stay in his hotel room with him, right? I went in and I looked around and immediately I realized that this was a prison cell, yeah. Mm. I'm sitting here. He got the hot plate. He got it all set up like it's a cell. Cleaning products, everything. I'm like, yo, cuz. It just up, breaks man? my heart. Like I'm yeah. like, uh. like, 
and he's not even conscious, like he's moving. He's just right. moving mm -hmm. me. I'm laid back. I'm because I know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm looking at. I'm in it. Like if you look at my environment right now, I spend countless hours right here. This is my comfort zone, my car, my comfort zone. Anything that's outside of my control, I want no part of it at all. Relationships, right. any of that. That's all an effect of what we've went through. But the, the average person would never know that my cousin is retarded. <laughs> like he's up there and he's, <laughs> he's retarded. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, yo, but he's coping. Like this is this is him coping. But meanwhile, that's I'm down reality. in Pittsburgh. Huh? That's his that's reality. reality. Yes. Yes. Take that's what we, we got to wrap up. Uh, there's so much more. I want to definitely come back to this next week um, because I, I want to, to, there's so much, we, we don't talk about the prison system enough until it starts to affect our money, right? The, right, right. When they raise the taxes and say, well, it's because you got to pay for the prison. Well, why we got to do that? Da, 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 da. Like they're criminals. Nobody cares. It's like, this no, but yeah. someone's son and daughter are there there are people in these prisons that were wrongfully acute wrongly accused and they're serving prison time and so we need to talk about this this you know we need to talk about this so mm -hmm. terrell i thank you so much for spending time with us Absolutely. and yeah. tell us how we can um you know this is a platform how can we support uh the terrell johnson project reentry is everything what do we need to do I know you have a YouTube channel. Go ahead and promote everything that you um, that you're working on. If you, want, if you want to get a T-shirt, twenty dollars. If you want to just donate, donate. Like it's all going to add up. That's how. Is I'm it on your Facebook? You have a yeah, website. Like, I got a fundraiser. I got a fundraiser on my uh, on my Facebook page. It'll take you right to it. And mm -hmm. yeah, like. But know. are you are you doing like public speaking to any groups or would you I'm, like I'm to? No, I gotta show you, I gotta show you, I gotta show you my equipment. I got okay. some, I just got this. I got you some. You got a equipment. podcast, right? You're doing a podcast. I got no, I got DJ equipment and stuff. I'm gonna start throwing uh events, like hosting my own events, out staff, bringing speakers, all of that through the Terrell Johnson project. It's gonna be crazy, I'm telling you. Like well, um, people will be blessed Wow. Wow, that's good. Yeah. So well, I, well I, don't, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry, Sean. Go ahead. No, well, Terrell, I was just going to say, I definitely see your platform. I definitely see the importance of you speaking to a group of people because a lot of people don't know this. So, you know, I, I, I mean, I would like to pour into your, your vision because I see it. I see it. So, but I see that a lot of people could be blessed by this by hearing what you have to say. So, right. it, to me, it sounds like a bigger platform with a lot of people who are still in the prison of their mind, and mm -hmm. they're going to be learning from you how to escape that prison. Yep, taking them all taking them all, taking them all with me. You get it? Absolutely. You get it? You just broke it all the way down. Like, yeah, that's a come on, man. Come on, man. So, well, I don't know if you uh, remember a while ago we had talked talked on the phone because i know your son yeah, Chase. that's why i kept on looking at you just now i'm like hold on are you still at um are you still in hazelwood no nah, i'm in uh up in um west mifflin oh uh, you're yeah. in west mifflin okay okay yeah, yeah. i'm like five yeah. minutes away from me there yeah, 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 so not that far. Yeah, but we gotta to have you back. We gotta have you Definitely. back. Um, because okay. we want to know what we want to follow up with you um about the Terrell uh, Johnson project and and uh and just keep up with you. So uh we'll have uh his uh Facebook page linked uh to this video yeah. and also to the streaming app. So thank you so much, Terrell. I appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you. Absolutely. Oh, man. Before God, we before we sign out, wait! Don't don't go yet. Wait a minute. Who gonna say the prayer? You praying? Who gonna say the prayer? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, right, my fault. Yeah, we we would, look, that's now. funny because we were going to say a prayer at the beginning of the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right on time. Go ahead, somebody close us out. Well, we normally yeah. don't, but maybe that's God saying we need to. We usually just talk about how you can get in touch with us, but you might know that already. So just find us on streaming apps. We'll have the information linked. 
as to how you can email us and call us and 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 reach right. out to us. So you if you want to do it, go ahead. Do you do you do your thing? Who me? Yeah, oh, you're the guest. God, we just thank you for bringing this all together. We know that it was perfectly woven by you, Lord, and we thank you and we give you praise. I love what these sisters are doing. I love what everybody's doing. But some of this stuff be bullcrap, but I don't think this is bullcrap. And we love you, Father God. Just keep on blessing us. Keep giving us the words to say that we can glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. <laughs> On now. Thank you so much. I'm the radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I'm the chatter chick, Rashawn. I'm the millennial chick, Jerry Sipson. <laughs> we got our guest, Terrell Johnson of the Terrell Johnson Project Reentry is everything. Make sure you show us some love, okay? It's the Hey Girl Hey Podcast on Urban Media today. You're listening to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip-hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn, Live 365, or Urban Media Today Radio apps. They're free, so take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Hey Girl Hey podcast do not necessarily reflect on the official policy or position of Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio. Any content provided by our guests, sponsors, or advertisers are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.